Ephesians 1, 6 says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Let me read that one more time. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Amen, amen, I'm good now. Um, I want to speak to you from the subject, he loves me. Now, he loves you too. He loves you, was really what I should have titled it, but I want to name it, he loves me, so you can say it to yourself. Just sit in your car or wherever you are and say, he loves me. I need you to be able to say it out loud and understand that how they say, say it with your chest. He loves me. All right. First of all, I need to talk to you how I used to be. I used to uh, spend a great deal of time and energy trying to be accepted by other people when I was in elementary school. I kind of outgrew that kind of quick. But I wanted them to like me, respect me, admire me, and, and want to be around me. But once I realized and fully understood that I was accepted in the beloved of God, I no longer walked into a room hoping that people would accept me. It ceased to be significant to me what others thought of me or whether I was accepted in certain circles. A person who comprehends that they are accepted in the beloved is a person who has all the acceptance he or she will ever need. See, please don't misunderstand me because some of y'all will say, oh, he's a diddy. He think he all that. He don't care about anybody. He indifferent. He, he's unmoved by people. No, it, this, this, this is not what happens when you're set free from the opinions of others by your acceptance in the beloved. Just because you don't care what people think about you don't mean you don't care about people. See, 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 people get it twisted. When I say I don't care about what you think about me or I don't care about your opinion of me, that's not saying that I don't love you. That's not saying that I feel like you're beneath me. It's just saying I don't have to please anybody but God. See, see, but on the contrary, it doesn't make you care less. It actually makes you care more about people. See, see, when you become more concerned, and more caring and deeply moved by other uh, people's needs. You'll be begin to move by their needs more because your needs will be met by God. What am I saying? Because God meets your needs, you don't worry about your needs being met anymore because you know God got you. So you begin to help other people more because you know that you don't really need no help. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? If, if somebody mess with my people, I might not, I might get mad. But if somebody mess with me, I don't care. And some of my people get so mad at me because I don't ever care. I don't ever fight back when people talk about me because I know God got my back. But I know God got your back too. But if you're around my people and you say something, I'm coming for you. See, see, see that's what it is. When people mess with me and they see me being indifferent, then they begin to touch people around me. No, I'm going to handle you. You're messing with my people now. I'm, you say, well, let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to put a prayer, a prayer on you. So, 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 so don't understand. Don't think that I don't care. I care even more because I understand the love God has for me. See, once I grasped the depth of his acceptance of me, all of my motivation turned from trying to please everybody else to pleasing only God. Oh, see, and whenever your thought is consumed with pleasing God and carrying out his agenda, you find very quickly that he is interested in touching other people in the same way he touched you. 
See, 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 that's why I don't get that mad at my enemies. People are like, how can you work with somebody you don't like or somebody you know don't like you or somebody that cuts you out? Because at the end of the day, it ain't about if they like me or not. It's about do you fit the vision God has because you might like not like me. I may not like you. Some people may not like me that's giving me money. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I argue with people all the time and sit in organizations when people don't agree with every move I make with the in-touch basketball game and they get mad when I say this is why I do this and this is you're not going to change this brand. One time I had a conversation, right, and I said, y'all seen the movie Frank Lucas because they were trying to change what I was doing. And I said, I'm not doing it for competition. And see, they was mad because some people, some teams were blowing out other teams on the basketball court. And, and I told them it didn't matter that they blew them out on the basketball court because I wasn't here for competition. I was here to make sure the police don't shoot my people. Right? And, and so they, they were upset and they wanted to change some things I was doing. And I was like, ah, you can't do that. And so they wanted to change it. They said, well, we ain't going to fund it and we're going to do it on our own. I said, you know what? Y'all seen American Gangster? They said, yeah. I said, you remember what Denzel said in the character of Frank Lucas, what he said to, 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 to Barnes? And he said, what did he say? I, I said, you know what he said? He said, he said, you was out there selling his stuff. He said, if you're going to chop it up, don't call it Blue Magic. Come on, somebody. He said, it's, it's a brand name. He said, if you, if you chop it up and call it something, you can call it whatever you want to call it. You can call what you're doing whatever you want to call it. Just don't call it my brand name. And see, I don't want to mess up my sponsors, so I ain't going to say the brand name. They, they know what I'm talking about, but if they listen, I love you. We got past that. Still write them checks. Appreciate you. But the problem, the, the thing is, I didn't care what they thought. Because I knew what vision God had given me. So I didn't care that they didn't agree with me. I didn't care if they took the money. Because I knew the money was going to come. Because my love for God cast out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love for who? Perfect love for God and his perfect love for you casts out all fear. And you won't be a puppet. You won't have to walk around here like Pinocchio. Uh, you will be like, I'm a real man. I don't have no strings on me. But I need you to grasp this. See, in the original Greek text, the word for accepted is derived from the word for grace. The word gives us a much broader meaning of acceptance. God does not merely tolerate our presence. He has graced us. See, he has given us something we could not possibly give ourselves. He has graced us with his most cherished and loved possession, Jesus Christ. He has placed us in the beloved, in Christ. The Greek word for beloved is close to a word that most believers are familiar with, agape. Yeah, we know agape is unconditional love. We understand that. But agape is the love of God expressed. Agapeo is the object of his love. Someone who gives him eternal joy. So even though you messed up, God loves you. And you bring him joy. Even if you fat, you bring him joy. Even if you skinny, you bring him joy. Even if you black, you bring him joy. Even if you white, you bring him joy. Even when you fall short, you bring him joy. Because he doesn't look at you. He looks at the blood of Jesus because you're in Christ. And he loves Christ, so he loves you. 
Oh, the only way you can get through the Father is through me. And you got to understand when you're in the beloved, God covers you even when you messed up. See, I always said this when I first started preaching. God will cover your, me from my enemies when they lying on me. But what I realized is God covered me from my enemies even when they was telling the truth. Huh? And when I realized God loves you so much that a lot of times he don't let you get attacked in your truth because you're weak in that area. He allows you to get attacked in the area that you're really strong in. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And some of us get mad because we get attacked for something we didn't do. But thank God you ain't getting attacked for something you did because they have a crack in your armor. See, you, you, when you start comprehending the love of God, you will start realizing how many times he's covered you. Even when, You still won't really understand every time he covered you, but you'll know he covered you way more times than you thought. And sometimes when you really understand the agape love of God, when you used to get mad at God, you won't be mad anymore because you understand I got hit right here. Let me tell you something. One time I was in Atlanta, and man, the night before, I was driving at least nine. I had just got my new car. I was talking to Jack and Daniel. I'm driving 90 miles per hour in a 55. Didn't get pulled on. My friend was so scared he was holding on to the thing in the car. I'm, I'm talking about I should have been under the jail if I got pulled over. The next day, I got pulled over for no reason. Cop just saw I was in a new car. Say, oh, okay, he pulled me over. I could see him out of the corner of my eye, my peripheral vision. And, and I could see that he was hoping I wasn't going to find my license and registrations. And I, when I finally found it, I gave it to him. I said, what's the problem, Mr. Officer? And he said, you were speeding. I said, no, nah, I wasn't speeding. But you know what, Mr. Racist Officer, I said it. I'm so glad I didn't get shot. I said, I know why you stopped me. You stopped me because I got a new car, whatever. But let me tell you what I did last night. Last night I was flying. If you would have pulled me over, you probably would have killed me or I would have been in jail. I definitely would have been in jail at least. But you pulled me over today because God let me know I didn't really get away with what I did last night. He gave me mercy, and now he's showing me how he has grace on my life. So if you want to write me a ticket, I'm all right, but I know you ain't telling the truth. But I gladly take the punishment for something I didn't do because if I would have got caught last night. I ain't never told that story in public. I figured I didn't escape the statute of limitations. <laughs> By now. <laughs> so he loves you unconditionally. And when you realize how much he loves you, you don't look at your punishment like it's a punishment. You look at it like he's trying to make you better. Your trainer work you to death so he can get your stomach off you. Your, your trainer work you to death so he can get some biceps on you. Come on, somebody. He, 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 he tried to get you right so your lady can be like, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. It hurts you, but it makes you better. And God, when he touches you in a place you don't like, he touches you to get you right in step with him. He chastises those who he loves. So whenever you feel like you buried, I know everybody say it all the time, you're not buried. God has planted you in the midst of some manure. Because do you understand how green grass gets when you put boo-boo on it? I'm telling you, man, that, my, man, that came in there. Minister Ann sent some people to my house uh, because she's over the lawn stuff. And, man, my, man, I know my neighbor was so mad. It smelled like the zoo. But the grass green in the wintertime. Y'all better watch out. Come on, somebody. 
Y'all better go outcast. Roses really smell like boo-boo-hoo. But I'm just, I'm just saying. Sometimes the boo-boo or the manure in your life is, is, is there to make your grass green. It fertilizes you. It builds character. It, it gets the chafe out of you. It makes you a better person. So everything that happens to you happens to the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So when you're called according to God's purpose, no matter what hell is coming against you, it's for your good. Yeah, y'all don't hear me. Notice this. Um, I need you to understand you. I know in coronavirus, you don't want to take deep breaths, but just breathe in the love of God. Breathe in his unconditional love. Breathe in his grace. Breathe in his mercy. Breathe in his blessings. Breathe in his unmerited favor. You stop. And can I tell y'all, stop getting sad when people are mad because you blessed. Why you say, I don't care? I already told you last week God was petty. He ain't killed me for saying it yet. So I'm kind of believing it's true. All right. I'm still here. <laughs> so, 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 so what am I saying? I'm saying God prepares a place for you in the presence of your enemies to make sure your enemies understand what God you serve. Because when they understand what God you serve, that begins to cause them to be saved. So sometimes God has people hate on you. So eventually they're going to start loving on you because when they keep throwing darts at you and they don't work, they're going to think you're some type of superhero. Why? Because you got to be like how David. Remember how David was? David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that comes against the armies of the living God? When you understand that God loves you unconditionally, you don't worry about when your enemy come at you. You know what I feel, Reverend Walden? And every now and then, I feel sorry for my enemies. And I try to warn them every now and then, you might not want to bother me because God loves me unconditionally. And if you touch me, he's going to touch you back. Oh, I breathe in his crown of glory. I, I wear it. And you got to understand, some of you all want to wear a crown, but you never wore your cross. And then you understand the cross and the crown were made out of the same pieces of wood. The, the crown was made out of thorns from the cross. The cross, if you can't carry the cross on your body and hold the weight of your cross, you definitely can't hold the weight of the crown on your head. Y'all don't hear me, somebody. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Some of y'all can't handle the weight of your cross. You cannot bear the weight of your crown. And until you learn how to take some hell every now and then and understand it's not the hate God is throwing at you. It's his love because he's trying to make you a better man or woman. If you can't understand that, you can't stand to be blessed. But, but he, he, he loves you. Say it right now because some of y'all thinking about some things you went through right now. Just say he loves me in the car by yourself. I know Valentine's going on and your boo, and your boo didn't bring you no chocolates. Your, your boo didn't spend time with you. But at the end of the day, come on, somebody. As long as God loves you, what man or woman can be against you? So what? That man don't want you. So what? That woman don't want you. God wants you all the time. And if you can just forget about Shanae and forget about Martin and forget about Dwayne and forget about Ray Ray and forget about Jojo and forget about Felicia. If you can forget about all those people and focus your love on God, he'll bring you the right person you need to be with. Notice that Ephesians 1 6 refers to our being accepted in the past tense. Hold on, let me read it again because. I wrote it with a dash to make sure I remember this. 
Ephesians 1, 6 refers to our being accepted in the past tense, something God decided before time existed. We don't have to hope we are accepted, work to be accepted, or wonder if we are accepted or will ever be accepted. We are already accepted. We've got a membership that says accepted in the beloved because for eternity, God has loved and will always love Jesus and we are in him. <laughs> see, 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 I know this is a whole other series, but I, I'm telling y'all, I'm getting y'all to do your layups because some of y'all uh, don't do your layups and your layups got to know that Jesus Christ died for you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Come on, somebody that, that so that you may not perish but have everlasting life. He, he, he did it for you. Get your layups together. It is important for us to understand that we are accepted not on the basis of who we are, but on the basis of our position in Christ. We are accepted on the basis of the resume we compile or the track record we achieve. We are accepted because we have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we are in Christ. Oh, the fact that God has accepted me in the beloved transformed my prayer life. Once I realized that I already had a pass directly into the throne room of God and he wanted me to be there, I no longer tried to talk God into hearing me. God, if you hear me, he heard me when I wasn't even calling on me. He heard me even when I was making my bed in hell. He heard me even when I was acting for relief when I put myself in a situation. He's already around me all the time. Even when God isn't saying anything, he's around me and working out my situation. See, I could come boldly before him anytime. You know how sometimes you're worried about knocking on your boss door or you, you might even be worried about knocking on your lady door because she's mad at you or you might be even scared to knock on your man door or your friend door because you know you did something. But no matter how much you mess up, you can always understand that God is ready to, for you to knock on his door. God is ready for you all the time. He's always ready to receive you. Now, he won't bogart you, but he will always receive you. Ooh, I call on him and immediately I know I receive his love and his concern. I don't have to get mad if Stefan called him at the same time. I don't have to get mad if Walden called him at the same time. I ain't got to get mad if Justin called him at the same time because if I call on God at the same time, he's going to treat me like I'm the only one talking to him right then. That's how much he loves you. Oh. Ah. <laughs> uh. God going to hear me just as he heard Jesus. He going to answer me just like he answered Jesus. But can I tell you this? The bad thing about the Jesus thing, he going to hear me the same way. Because remember when Jesus said, if this any other way, God, let this pass from me. Remember that? And he said, if there's any other way, let this cup pass with me. And, and, and then he said, but not my will, your will be done. Sometimes God is going to listen to you just like he listened to Jesus. And that time he kind of listened to Jesus, but he didn't do what Jesus wanted him to do. Now, just because God told you no, don't mean he don't love you. Huh? Sometimes you tell your child no. Hopefully if your child five years old, they say, Daddy, can I drive the car? Hope you don't give him the keys because defense coming. Yeah. The Department of Family... Child service is coming for you. Newport News might not know what I'm talking about. Break it down for you. <laughs> See, when you grasp the fact that you are accepted in the beloved 
and that you have the full acceptance of God, your, left, your low self-esteem is going to be healed. Your arrogance, arrogance is going to be healed too. Your low self-esteem and your arrogance, whatever you got, it's going to work out. <laughs> you feel me? See, all of your reluctance to come to God with your sins and your needs is going to vanish. I wish I would have been ready last week. Last week, I, I, I didn't even want to preach. I, I, they sang the song over and over again, waiting on me to come downstairs. Cause I'm up there, Jesus, I don't want to go out there. And he's like, I love you, dummy. Go preach. I don't know if he called me a dummy. I, I think he really did. I, I think he talked to you how you talk. I mean, just how I talk. So he come at me. Just, I, I think he called me a dummy, to be honest with you, man. <laughs> I really do think he said that. He knew myself as could handle it, though. Now, if you're suicidal, he might not call you a dummy, even if you're dumb. No, I'm saying. But I'm just saying. Look at this. Romans 8.1. <laughs> that hit me right there, man. Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. No condemnation. Woo! Even though you messed up, ain't no condemnation. Even though you ain't right, ain't no condemnation. I had to say ain't because some people don't understand uh, what I'm talking about if I don't break it down in a ghetto way. But I just need you to understand there is no condemnation when you're in Christ, which means even when you mess up. Now, don't keep trying to mess up, but you go mess up. You don't have to even try to mess up to mess up. Now, that's one thing you can be good at even if you don't try hard, messing up. But God loves you so much that he accepts you anyway. Nothing can change the way God feels about me. Nothing can diminish God's flow of love toward me or us. Nothing can move us from the position of being loved by God. Nothing can alter the fact that God will continue to love us no matter what. Receiving God's love heals us on the inside. Receiving God's love allows us to feel value, worth, and dignity. Receiving God's love allows us to respect ourselves. Receiving God's love motivates us to discipline ourselves. Receiving God's love enables us to return his love, love others, love ourselves, love even our enemies. We are not only chosen by God, we are eternally loved by God. Stop looking for your valentines if they ain't there. Stop looking for love in all the wrong place. I think I'm going to preach that. Don't you bite off me, preach. I know y'all be trying to beat me to my own stuff. <laughs> they do. I'm saying it in love. <laughs> oh, help me. I'm going to read this verse one more time. Ephesians 1, 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. The word wherein points us to why we have been accepted in the beloved. The glory of God's grace. We may have made the decision to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, but the opportunity was there for us not because we were good enough, but because God was good enough to offer it. See, and this grace is not thin, capricious, or capricious. I hope I said it right. I know it's one of them. Just enough grace. It ain't shady grace. 
It ain't just a little bit of grace. God's grace is glorious and beyond human understanding. We are transformed by our position in Christ Jesus because we come face to face with the living reality of God's glorious grace towards us. In this most privileged position, we must never cease to humbly offer our praise of thanksgiving and awe to God whose very nature made us accepted in the beloved. His very nature makes us accepted in him. You're not playing the organ because you love Jesus. You're playing the organ because Jesus loves you. Y'all yeah, understand? See, you, you, you're not preaching because you love Jesus. You're preaching because Jesus loves you. Because truth be told, if you do some of the stuff you do to God, to your lady or your man, they're going to leave or they found out. Some of the stuff. God knows everything you do. But he loves you unconditionally even when you fall short of his standards. He loves you even when you curse him out when he's trying to give you a blessing. Have you ever been mad because you didn't get some man or you didn't get some woman? I guess I'm on man and woman right now because of Valentine's Day. Have you ever been so mad that you didn't get them and all of a sudden two years later you saw them in the grocery store? Oh, or you saw him at the gas station. Or you, you, you backslid and saw him at the club. I ain't saying nothing wrong with going to the club. I'm just, you know, but most of y'all don't go there to go back by yourself. I'm just saying. Now, if you go there to have your fun and you go home, you know, by yourself. Yeah. But some of y'all be going there looking for love in, in all the wrong places. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is God loves you unconditionally. And even when you fall short of his glory, even when you don't do what he wants you to do, he still calls you David, even though you won't leave the women alone. He still calls you Samson, even though you won't leave Delilah alone. He still calls you Abraham, even though you keep messing up and calling, uh, and calling your wife your sister. He keeps calling you Jacob, even though you're a swindler and a hustler and keep cheating people out of their blessing. He loves you, Elijah, even though you keep cussing folk out. He loves you, Elijah. I'm going to say this again. Even though you said, are you the one or should I find another? Even if you was doubting Christ, who you call, he still calls you. He still called you Moses even though you got angry and murdered somebody and couldn't even talk right, stuttered so bad. God said, don't even try to call me else I die. Just call me I am because you can't get your mouth together. He loves you. He still calls you, Isaiah. Even though he got to put hot Coals on your tongue because you keep cussing everybody out. He loves you, Jeremiah, even though you cry every other verse and wrote a whole book of lamentations just to cry and get on God's nerves. He loves you even though you fall short. He loves you, preacher, even though you fall short. He loves you, police officer, even though you fall short. He loves you, doctor, even though you fall short. He loves you, carpenter, even though you fall short. He loves you, custodian, even when you fall short. He loves you, murderer, even when you fall short. He loves you, alcoholic. He loves you. No, you can't stop getting drunk, but he still uses you to save humankind. He loves you so much, even in the midst of your shortcomings. He'll still bring a king through your loins, David and Solomon. Even though you fall short, he'll still let you have the bloodline of bringing the king of kings and lord of lords. 
he'll still use you. Even when you doubt him all the time, Gideon, he'll still use you because he loves you. He loves you. You are his agapeo. You are the object of his affection. Even though you've messed up and flawed, even though you fall short of his glory, he loves you. If you ain't got no valentine, don't worry. God will bring you your valentine. If you ain't got nobody that loves you, God will bring you your valentine. Hallelujah. 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 If your marriage messed up, I believe God can revive it. I almost want to say, take a ring and say, one of the twin powers, activate. <laughs> but what I want you to do is understand that God can do anything to bring it back right. If he brings you something, Miss Lady, stop acting all mean. If you want him, stop playing games with him. I'm talking to the married folk. Oh, I don't know if you're single. That's, that's, I don't know yet. I talked to y'all on Tuesday starting on the 23rd. <laughs> Right now, I want to encourage y'all on Valentine's Day. Y'all might, you know, come bring some blessings that weren't planned. But this is what I want to say. God loves you no matter how messed up you are. God loves you even in the midst of your shortcomings. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. God, I need you to save individuals right now. Save those. No matter who's hearing it right now, whether they attended 8 o'clock or 11 o'clock, whether they're listening to the CD, whether they're in their car listening to it right now, redeem the time. Let them know how much you love them. Show them your precious love. Show them unconditional love. Show them right now. I believe God is telling me don't even worry about talking too much more. 